Welcome everyone. This is the You the Future podcast, and today we have with us Janhvi Apte. She, uh, who is in Oxford University right now, she is researching stem stem cell biology. She's twenty five years old, and she is one year into remission. And Janhvi has very great insights to share with us. And let's begin. Right, so Shurat, hi Janhvi. Hi. Okay. Um. So I would like to ask you, what is stem cell research? because a lot of people okay. a lot of us don't know about it so right so stem cells are basically cells in your body that have potential to give rise to a number of tissues so if this heart stem cells then it's heart muscles vessels and such so we use this technology to basically investigate the differences between tumor cells in cancer and stem cells in our body so they they are quite similar so we find the differences between these and then we try to target the differences to come up with a treatment for cancer so my current lab works on leukemia so this is what we do but obviously stem cells are everywhere every organ of your body that you can possibly imagine so different amazing amazing so um what made you interested in this field like do you have some story about this yeah so my parents are engineers and they wanted me to become an engineer and very early on uh, first class of m prakash people who are from pune mm-hmm. were Right. I understood that I don't want to become an engineer, so immediately shifted my um, focus to biology. Quite liked it, did not like blood, so uh, medicine was out. And then the only option was research, and that's how basically I started reading up on it. And it's close to medicine, but not quite medicine where you have to look at dead bodies. So, okay. so that's that's how I became interested in this. Uh, this yeah, you know, case. so you are in Oxford, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's a very prestigious university, right? So, is there something you have a course, so-called story of Oxford? Uh, so many. Uh, well, the the story of how I got in Oxford is not that exciting. I did my masters in stem cells from University of Nottingham in England. Um, came home uh, and randomly started applying for jobs. Uh, and then one fine day, I just get an email from oxford saying oh by the way you've been selected for an interview the interview was an hour long went horribly it was the worst interview i've given but for some reason i got selected and here i am 3 years now minus the one where i was in treatment okay yeah. you know so now let's get into you know you said you were one year into remission right you were yeah this is a first year of remission so can yeah. tell us more about it and you know uh, for those of you who don't know uh this she is one year into remission right now she had this tumor in her body you know let her talk about it jani it's yeah so it was uh, in 2018 that i was diagnosed with um a grade 3 invasive carcinoma of the breast and uh, at this point i'm 23 years old um i was diagnosed in oxford and after that obviously i had to come back Uh, home to india because this is where my support system is and uh, i came back and i started my year long treatment uh, which was basically um three surgeries 18 chemotherapies and then a year long of uh, radiation uh, treatment so after all of that uh, now i'm in remission which means that uh, i'm cancer free for a year after uh, you know the tests and stuff the recovery process Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to ask you, like, you got this. What What was the initial reaction of you and your parents when you first got to know about this? Like, what was it? Uh, so it, it was obviously quite shocking because I, uh, I, I am not in the usual uh, uh, risk group 
that uh, this falls in. Uh, this is normally a disease that affects women who are older than 40 years old. Um, or who have health problems such as obesity or alcoholism especially. But um, because I'm neither, uh, I it was quite shocking. Um, yeah. I think for my parents, it was worse because they, they are, as I said, they're both engineers and they don't have a clue about biology. So they don't know what this is. And it was quite shocking and they were sad about it. For me, it was easier to cope. Uh, surprisingly, because I am in this field, right? Like I work with cancer biologists and I'm a stem cell biologist. So it was easier for me to cope with this information. I have this and my immediate reaction was what's next rather than about, you know, now I have it and all this. Rather than the reaction you choose to respond, right? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, it's, it's just information. It was because of the information. Otherwise, I would have been quite sad. But thankfully, I didn't have the time in my head. I was like, okay, what's the next logical step rather than, oh, like, keep yeah. moving. Yeah. 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 So, must have been shocking. You know, I want to ask you, like, you were in this for a year. It was a painful mm-hmm. process you know, and everything. So, you know, what was your self-talk? Because self-talk is really important, right? How did you talk yeah. to yourself? What did you tell yourself? about this whole thing? How did you console yourself? And what was the overall talk that you gave to yourself? How important is it? Yeah, I think the the most important thing for me at this point was the fact that I knew that each day that I'm suffering is a day closer to remission. You know, if you look at it in this way, I think it's, it's quite positive. Um, if you keep whinging about like oh now um, um, this is happening now this is happening now I'm getting bone ache now I'm getting hair loss you are going to reach nowhere um, so I think I think that's quite important I think the second thing that was quite important in this whole process was uh, yeah more on the outlook of the disease because I read a lot about my disease I read a lot about how chemotherapy works and what it targets right if you have this information about how it works it becomes easier to cope with um, the effects of chemotherapy because you know that it's killing the cancer it there's a reason why you're feeling like this and it's because the chemotherapy is getting rid of the cancer so that just makes it a bit more positive and it makes it easier to cope with basically so yeah amazing so um i would like to ask you like how did you console yourself? How did you console yourself out of this? And how did the knowledge of knowing what you are suffering through help you get over the fear? Um, so I'll talk about knowledge, right? So th- this is one example that I give everyone. Like I think in cancer therapy, hair loss is one of the most um, evident things that you will see in chemotherapy. And for a lot of women uh, and men, it's, it's quite a big blow because like seen yourself with hair all your life right like imagine just shaving it off one day and then you're like oh shit like you don't know who you are so i think the uh, one of the examples that i would like to give and i give this quite a lot is that if you know the science behind this so for example chemotherapy targets the actively dividing cells in your body which is your hair follicle and also your cancer cells so in a way if your hair is falling out the chemotherapy is attacking the cancer cells. You see the you see the connection. So if you look right. this way, and this I only knew because I'm in the field, right? So I think this was more of a the science was more of a uh, I think 
hot site warmth to uh, process because I knew what was happening in my body. Right. And what I would tell myself every day, every time I would look different, or every time I suffered from bone ache or whatever, if there, there's always a reason behind it. And then you have to look at it like this more than uh, just. So basically, the knowledge helped you to get the right perspective and get over your fear, right? Exactly. Yes. Amazing. So, um, I would also like to ask you, how did you keep your healthy state of mind during this complete treatment thing? Okay, so I think for me also this was easy because I'm naturally an introvert. I don't like people and I go out but after some time then I feel like I just want to be by myself in a room. So it, this was quite easy. But I think I read a lot. Um, I played the piano quite a bit. I uh, talked to my friends a lot. Uh, this is one thing. I socialized when they would come over for a cup of tea and we just talk about and whatever and that was quite nice uh, so I think uh, all these things just small things like just go out for a walk you know uh, do the photography uh, post fun pictures on Instagram uh, whatever whatever me- makes you feel good uh, dress yourself up wear some makeup for the girls and the boys um, whatever whatever makes you feel good just small things but make sure you do it this was my motive don't just lie in bed and think about the disease this is it like that's the solution so you were very positive when you looked at this whole experience yeah yeah you, I think so. yeah, yeah you had the knowledge that's why you knew what was going on exactly and that's what proved very well you know i would love to ask you this that what well what is the one piece of advice you would like to people who are suffering from this right now I think uh, it's it's more about your state of mind because the physical aspect of the disease can't be ignored. You are going to go through uh, operations, you are going to go through chemo and radiation and uh, suffering that comes with it, uh, which is physical, is quite inevitable. It's going to come. Uh, what you can do to improve your state is your mental state. And I am not the one to promote like, oh, positivity, just like, yeah, listen to whatever uh, you like from our conversations. You know that I'm not that person. Uh, I would still say, do what makes you happy, but do it. You know, like read a book, listen to music, socialize with friends, talk to family in a normal way, as if you are not going through the disease. Don't, don't like focus on the disease. Focus on your hobbies. Like maybe think of this as a break. I thought of it as a break. Like my life in Oxford was so hectic. I had to go to lab at like odd hours. When I went back, I was like, oh, this is like free vacation. And uh, I'm also getting paid for it. I now have cancer. (laughs) So they can't like not (laughs) pay me. But you know, like look at it in a different way. Uh, Don't uh, let sympathy of other people affect you because they only want to make you feel better. They just don't know how. So don't let it affect you, I guess. Um, and um, did you like face any public judgment or uh, maybe some I don't know some random advice that people give? Yeah, like loads, loads of random un- unasked for. Uh, yeah, so we know. Uh, ki you pray, you know, your things will go away. Whatever nonsensical things. Um, some stigma also because you know people have never seen me the way they've seen me. There was that. Um, so yeah, so loads. So this is one thing uh, that other people also need to do is like just to be sensitive towards the patient a little bit because uh, 
you you don't know what they're going through so don't be judgmental about what they're doing just let them be don't give unsolicited advice to them because that is irritating Especially when you're going through a treatment, it's fairly irritating. So unless they ask you, don't give advice. Just be there to listen to them. You know. Mm. Uh, you know what did you tell yourself? Like you know, you had to go undergo this harsh therapy for a year. So yeah. what did you tell yourself when you saw the pictures of your friends on social media, like going out, partying, clubbing, and all that? What did you tell yourself that you know made you feel better about the situation? I think the only thing is like it is what it is that once you accept this everything becomes so easy you know you say ki yeah this is not my year unfortunately but you don't have to be vindictive ki oh shit they are going out like you don't have to bring this emotion they have their own thing they are they have their own problems they are going out i can't go out because i have my own problems and it's temporary right This is what I myself. It's not going to last forever. Just this year, and after this, I'm going to go out. Everything shall pass. So, yeah, like it's it's very. Uh, once you accept this state of being, you're fine. Uh, you don't need to compare yourself with their situations or whatever. Yeah, Just comparison is the root of all evil. Comparison is the de- derivation of happiness, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so but that, uh, and you know, what are the. Uh, core beliefs that you stuck to during this time like what did you what are your core beliefs or what do you believe in truly which affects your mental health and also your perspective so i think uh, one of my strengths and also weaknesses is that i am a scientist so i look at it from a very technical point of view always and some people always feel that i'm cold or i'm uh you know like uh, not quite there because i sometimes fail to show emotion because i'm looking at it from a very extremely practical point of view or whatever but but this is also strength like in this case this was a major strength um because uh, yeah like my core beliefs are basically i believe in things that i can see that have a proof and this is what helps you right in therapy if you are in let's say you are you are in mental health therapy or some sort of disease therapy uh seeing what's happening there's a reason behind it and you accept it like it's as simple and clean as that uh so i think this helped me although i wouldn't say this is my core belief but i think this was a belief that helped me get through uh, stuff so like to hear belief. more about um this perspective this practical approach to everything so how do you think yeah. one can uh maybe imbibe this perspective uh i i mean yeah some people could if they're flexible enough some people just deal with it in their own way but i think that's their prerogative um but i like i firmly believe that knowledge is power and the more you know about something the more you can make sense of it um mm. so i always try promoting this message that you know be aware be uh spreading stuff that hasn't any proof um, mm. no more about everything in general but i think that's just me so i can't like people can't can't force your beliefs on them so it's a take it or leave it kind of a situation yeah But, you know so one thing you know i've like heard the chemotherapy is really harsh and yeah, yeah the radiation therapy also is not like it's very harsh so how did you yeah. deal with the pain the physical pain 
there is uh, like unfortunately uh, people and also patients um, who have gone through this will understand that there is no actual cure for the symptoms of chemotherapy or radiotherapy because it is what as i said it is what it is it is killing all the cells in your body it's not just the cancer cells it's also killing your stem cells so for you to feel weak or for you to feel nausea there is no cure for that or there is no um, distraction physically from that you know you have to go through it um the only way you can distract yourself from it is if you activities like i would for example on my good days i would just go out um in fresh take a walk and that made me feel slightly normal because you know uh, it like the other people around me doing the same thing doing their routine and it was like slight normalcy like keeping yourself busy and keeping your mind off of it exactly and also yeah exercise is quite important although in cancer uh, you ca- a lot of people can't do it because they're super weak but when can on their good days they should it helps like massively Uh, you yeah. know so one thing i would love to ask you is out of this whole experience now when you look back at it what are the qualities that you gained and what are what is it that you're most proud about so i think first is strength like you don't know how much physical strength you can you have until you like endure something like this like uh, you know uh, so i think one of uh, the qualities is this that i know that i can sustain this and mu- much worse um right. second thing is i i feel like i have stopped complaining a lot because then i'm always like yeah but at least i'm healthy now you know? uh whatever happens whatever uh, is to happen it's not as bad as what i've been through so it's new perspective on life in general so it helps you cope with the situation and deal with it slightly better so you've got something to compare against like exactly isse bura kuch nahi ho sakta Exactly exactly <laughs> so knowing yourself and knowing your limits like how much pain you can go through and simply stopping like simply stop complaining about it Exactly yeah because yeah you complain about everything in your life right you don't understand how privileged you are everyone is guilty of this uh but <laughs> once you go through something like this then you don't look at it as a challenge you're more like yeah this will happen it will happen all i have to do is be prepared for it approach yeah. normally now so you found this reservoir of strength which was not there before so and um yes so you know uh, what like when you look back at it now what advice do you want to give to your prior selves oh god uh yeah i don't know maybe to be honest i i personally believe that i i did a great job of like doing this so no advice here like i don't want to give any maybe maybe some some words of uh, reinforcement that yeah it does get better it is not going to because there were some days like obviously doubt in the trenches and oh, when is why is this happening to me the classic question so i would like to tell my former self that uh, don't waste your time asking yourself these questions as get better it is all temporary and you will do successfully on the other side i think um amazing so good so um i'd also like to ask you how how big a role was your family and were your family and friends playing 
in this complete treatment thing i think both the parties there was like a massive massive strength uh, source of strength for me my family was uh, amazing through all of it like they made it their new normal and just did like literally everything in their capacity that they could do to make me feel better and it was it was quite good uh, my friends um, i would like to stress this point because the your friends are not your family so they don't have to live with you or they don't have to bear uh, your but but did it and and i am fortunate to have a wonderful friends so they uplifted me through everything like post surgery post chemos on my birthday just everything so they i think they were one of the most uh, a pole of strength for me and i think i drew a lot of my energy from them as well so yeah massive massive Really? Like, yeah. so, you know, my sister told me that you have actually, like, you handled this whole thing with immense grace, and she saw a lot of like positive stuff when you were going through this. And you know, yeah. like, how did you maintain your composure when, like, what when this was happening? Like, how did you how did you decide to keep positive, and how did you make like how was your situation, or how was your belief, or how was your mind at that point of time yeah i i think it was uh, it i think it gives me more strength and i this have uh, i have gotten a lot of uh, feedback from a lot of people saying that you know what actually if I, if i talk to you i don't feel as if though you're ill or you're going through this because of my very straightforward nature like i will tell you how it is like if you ask me about the disease i will tell you how it is um if you ask me how i'm feeling right now i'd just be like yeah even though i had chemotherapy just day before right now i'm feeling fine clearly because right now i'm talking to you i'm out with friends so i feel fine and i think that's what people drew from this because a lot of patients don't do this they don't go out they don't socialize they are not open about their disease so i think this is this is what um this is where the the uh, feedback that you also heard from your sister must have come from because i was quite open about it and i was quite uh, out there with it because i'm i'm just like yeah just ask me anything i'll tell you it's quite cool i had the surgery they put a tube in my aorta <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah so when you put out your fears or your weaknesses you actually get leverage over them right exactly that's it right that's the whole point if you the more you talk about it the more you overcome it i think you can't hide it in a closet and be like oh because the more skeletons you have in your closet the more is going to affect you and why should it like it's not something you chose it's not something that uh, you wanted it's something that happened to you and i think it's it's just natural uh, everyone should do this just just open up about whatever you're feeling and i think you would be fine you have to make it the new normal right exactly that's it that's it i you know so uh, you had this experience you know you look at it in a really positive perspective you know so like what was the most positive thing that came out mm yeah so i think the most positive thing was that um i think my friendships with my friends became extremely strong uh, you know you have good friends but when you go through something like this uh, when you rely on them and when you can depend on them count on them for every single uh, moment of happiness that's when you know that they are your true friends right so this was my biggest win that i found out that my friend circle my core friend circle 
they're actually my friends and they're my family in a way so i think this was the most positive th- thing that could have come out of it so can you can you tell us a story from which like Yeah, oh, this was um, I, I was it was just end of my treatment and I got a uh, infection in my port. So there's a port from which you get your chemotherapy, and I went into septic shock. So it was quite bad, and I had to have a emergency surgery to get this port out, right? And um, I was stuck in the hospital for like four days. And my last chemotherapy was pending, so it was just as though like. Uh, at the end, and I'm like, oh shit! Now I have to wait for that last thing to happen. So it was quite disappointing because I was looking for. I had plans after that. Um, so I was in the hospital, and I was quite, uh, yeah, disappointed and sad. And my friends uh, came to the hospital with balloons and streamers and all this jazz, and they decorated my hospital room. which is such a small and cheesy thing but i loved it like at that point of time it was so cute and yeah. then at the same duration i remember that all my friends it was the same chunk of hospital time when they came and we planned our first ever trip all of us together and ended up actually going to thailand after i finished all of my treatment as a as a breather and it was so cool. then i could immediately like you know my mind mind was planning forward for this trip and i was completely happy for the next 3 days that i was in hospital because i'm dreaming about this trip so i think that was that was the best best thing that uh, that came out of it you know wow yeah and we booked our tickets we booked our booked our tickets when i was lying in the hospital with saline you know okay. That. so it was a very uh, very weird but a very nice very nice story yeah because you know you knew that you were going to get past this you exactly. knew that this was temporary yeah. yeah it was you you never doubted yourself no no wow. no <laughs> you know, majority of the people doubt themselves when they are diagnosed with something of this kind yeah but i think i think i mean also i got some assurances from my uh, surgeon especially he is amazing um he would keep telling me stories about success stories and this but i think uh, yeah it is what it is and some for unfortunately for some people it's not as uh, quick as a year long treatment and then going back to remission which is quite sad uh but even then it is what it is so like make the most of what you have in that something the reality yeah yeah you know one more thing you know what what is the like all of your 20, all 25 years what is the worst piece of advice that you ever received uh believe in god <laughs> and uh, yeah because i know a few people who believe in god and depend on god uh, to make their problems disappear and th- just doesn't work that way worst piece yeah. of advice oh one more worst piece of advice wait wait um married before you're 28 otherwise you will never find a good life partner ever and all the good men taken <laughs> so maybe this is worse than believe in god actually yeah you know and what is the best piece of advice that you received the best piece of advice that i received was um believe in yourself and things will be okay and 
this is something that my onco surgeon said to me he was like believe in yourself it's not the end it will all be okay and i still heed to it till this day um yeah because the safest hands are still your always your own um what is the one piece of advice or maybe one thing that you learned through this complete treatment thing yeah information is power guys like what it doesn't matter if it's a disease it doesn't matter if it's a random situation learn as much as possible question the doctors about what they're doing why they're doing it uh, or any other individual who's like higher up in power always have enough knowledge to debate and if they don't give an answer uh, seek an answer like don't don't be scared to ask questions that's uh, you know one more thing i would love to ask you you know right uh, what is like uh in india how like is i i was uh, like going through an interview and yeah. the interview was really good so you talked about the support groups and cafes and all that yeah. can you tell us some more about it yeah so in in uk especially it's a very established system where um there's a cafe and there's psycho oncologists who sit there and it's a very open system where you get a referral and then you just go in this cafe and there's people to help you right so you just go and you sit down and you talk about what's bothering you it's very informal um it's not stressful at all and what this does is it kind of helps you unload whatever you're thinking especially when it comes to cancer treatment or your anxiousness whatever even after you've um, overcome this disease um some people experience post traumatic stress and people are here to help you so um it's quite cool and um, support groups are basically just um one um psychologist with a bunch of cancer patients uh, or post cancer patients and they just talk about what's bothering them and what this does is when you voice your concerns 10 other people have the same concerns so you realize that first you're not alone and second you can talk to other people about this right so it reduces the stress massively and it really helpful um and we don't have this unfortunately in india but hopefully um some of working towards this so yeah i was hoping amazing amazing very amazing good you know and yeah you know so one final message i would love for you to uh, like i would love for you to address is what message do you want to give to the youth uh i think just don't take yourself too seriously um enjoy what you're doing make sure you're enjoying what you're doing uh don't uh, do things just because you have to or you feel like you have to because you don't know what's coming your way tomorrow so whatever you want to do do it now do it today and don't force yourself to do it wow amazing great uh you know so out of this whole thing one one adjective or one uh one word which comes to my mind is uh, warrior and you know uh i <laughs> you are a warrior and uh, it's unbelievable what you've been through and it's amazing and i love the, your perspective your positive attitude it's really great and it's coming from the bottom of my bottom of my heart thanks for having me thank you Yeah, this was very great. We're looking forward to um, maybe planning on more talks like these and more episodes. So, thank you so much, everyone. So, Shilpa, would you like to say something? One, this is one quote which is popping in my mind right now, which is, "When you become fearless, life becomes limitless." And 
you know, I would wow. love, yeah. So that's what's popping in my mind right now. I have been looking at this whole picture. Super amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah.